Hey gang, Tony Bryan here with you in the off season once again. I hope you are enjoying this gorgeous weather we've been having and and everything that's been going on. And did you get your volleyball shirt? Have you gotten a volleyball shirt yet? Did you hear about the volleyball team? They're they're pretty awesome. So, uh, but uh, yeah, UK volleyball won their national championship. So congratulations to them. Uh, but we're not going to talk any more about that today. Nope. Today we are going to go on. And uh, we're here. I'm actually not alone today, guys. You know, normally in these off-season things, I'm, I'm here in the studio all by myself just staring at Victor's microphone because he is busy doing other things and no time to be here in the off-season. But I'm not alone today. Associate producer and editor is actually staring at me awkwardly like, is he going to make me talk? Please don't make me talk. I don't really want you to make me talk. So I'm not going to make him talk. Malachi is with us, though, and, and he, he's there, but uh, you're just going to have to take my word for it because he's not going to make any noises. Uh, so here in the offseason, so one of my uh, personal favorite interviews of this, of this particular season uh, was the one that we did that was from season two, episode six, which was back in early March, I believe. And that was our interview with Wendy Barnett. Wendy is the voice of WEKU's morning show, Morning Edition, uh, the local person. She gives you your local Kentucky news. Uh, she lets you know what's coming up on WEKU. And she's a nerd, surprisingly enough. You'll hear more about that in this interview. Uh, so, yes, we had her uh, We had her not live in the studio, unfortunately. She, she did come in on Zoom a couple months ago. and uh, But we were so happy to be able to speak with her and get to know her. And now we're going to bring you the full interview so you can get to know her a little better, too. So here it is. Here's our talk with uh, WEKU's own Wendy Barnett. Wendy Barnett, thank you for joining us here on Bluegrass Homefront. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So are you uh, so just want to kind of get your we because we are a Kentucky focused podcast. So we're telling Kentucky music and stories here. So curious, are you a Kentucky native? How did you wind up at, at East EKU doing doing the Lord's work in public radio? I am from Kentucky. I'm actually uh, born and raised in Richmond and okay. I've lived here all my life. And so while living here and I ended up working on campus at EKU and then I saw a job opening and it was about 1999-2000 and they had a job opening there for the morning news host. So I applied for it and uh, got the job, worked there for about six or seven years and then when my son was born, I, it was really hard to do those early morning hours. So. Oh, I can imagine, especially when you um, get no sleep because you have a getting, son. Right. Newborn baby, early morning hours. It was pretty difficult. So I took a little bit of time off and then uh, a few years ago got called back in to come in and help out because um, they were they needed some help at that time. So I got back into it and I've been there since, I guess, the fall of 2017. Well, that's excellent. I'm glad that you were able to take time off to, to have to have the child and be able to come back and still get your career back on track. That's lovely. Absolutely. It's always it's always good, to, especially when you love what you do. And I love working at WEKU. It was like, when I came back into it, I remember walking into the hallway that day and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like home again. And so it was it was just such a great feeling. 
I apologize. You may restate that. I need to close my email. No, it's okay. We we both kind of looked up at the sky when it happened. We both kind of thought. I, I really was like, was that me? Did I do that? <laughs> so yeah, you can you can give us that last statement again. It's fine. So when I walked into the hallway that day and the first day back after having taken the break, and I thought it was like being at home again, and I was so excited to be back at the station. Excellent. So. I, I'm curious about, uh, I'm, I am sort of, as you might have figured out, I'm a little bit of a broadcasting nerd here that I have, if you look, we have literally built ourselves a studio. It's a blanket for it, but we like it. Um, it looks amazing. Oh, thank you. But uh, anyway, I'm curious because there's, I know there's a lot of, a lot of public radio that goes on here in Kentucky specifically. There's you guys, there's w, WKY here in Lexington. I know there's Louisville, there's Western Kentucky, there's Northern Kentucky, but you all kind of seem to be connected. There seems to be, like you guys have shows that kind of go from one channel to the other. So mm -hmm. I was curious about how that kind of works at a state level, how you guys kind of interact, or do you interact? Or Yes, we do, definitely. <laughs> um, we also, uh, within our network, we're considered the Kentucky Public Radio Network. Mm -hmm. So... Each of the reporters at each of the stations, when they publish news stories, because you may hear um, some of our news stories in the mornings they or in the afternoons, they'll be from other radio stations. Mm -hmm. In the afternoon, we also play, um, you'll hear sometimes Rick Hallett doing a two-minute newscast that's just statewide news. Sure, from um, Kentucky Public Radio. Yes, so that's part of that network where we just, all of us pitch in together, because each public radio station you know that's very small news departments just you know only a few people working in each one so we're able to work together and contribute forces so that all the stations can share the news and what they feel like is relevant to their area and what their listeners may like they'll just kind of pick those news stories and and air those so that it kind of fills out your newscast for you so that you have more of a variety you know people in western kentucky have a those reporters have a better idea about what's going on there mm -hmm. than we do in Eastern Kentucky, you know? So we're able to get the good information from those people who are knowledgeable about those areas and share that with each other. Yeah. I find that uh, I kind of, a couple years ago, I made a very deliberate decision to sort of step. I'd been watching, I'd use like television news. Uh, I had at one point been sort of a 24 hour news cable chunky, and kind of mm -hmm. at some point, a few years previously, had decided, no, that's too much. So I had stepped down <laughs> to like one of the network newses and then found that I was watching a lot of that and was like, no, mm -hmm. this is still too much. So mm -hmm. now I find that I have I've been using a lot of I've been uh, I've kind of went to NPR. I uh, I'm a bit I uh, I'm a subscriber to Up First and a few of the other uh, the ones. And I, I've now figured out where I can tune in during the day to get your like little five minute Kentucky news summary. Mm -hmm. But I am looking forward to the day that you guys actually start to put out kind of a daily Kentucky news summary podcast. Oh yeah. And we're excited about that too. And that is on the home front. And like I had previously told you that our exciting news at WEKU, uh, we will be, we've hired on a news director, which uh, I think it's been six or seven years, maybe longer, that WEKU has went without a news director. And hmm. um, 
currently in the last few years, our general manager, Mike Savage, has been the acting news director to keep mm. everything going. So uh, as our funding has in improved and increased, we were able to hire one on. He starts, his name is Craig Koch, and he's a veteran journalist who's worked all over the nation. And Excellent. so we're very excited about that. He starts March the 8th. And so that is definitely doing podcast is definitely one of the things that's on his scope of what what's coming so we will let you know when that happens we're excited and we will definitely we will definitely put that out because we uh, like i say i have as i've got as i kind of passed got a little older i have slowly kind of drifted up towards npr as my and and you guys really do are do some of the best work at just kind of calling balls and strikes you know just kind of here's what's going on Here's where people disagree. So that's part of why I really kind of I, I want to boost the signal of you guys who need no signal boosting because, you know, you guys Thank are pretty you. well known. Now, I, I have a weird technical question Sure. <laughs> because, you know, this is this is partial. This is why I started a podcast, a because I'm a middle aged white man and we're required by law to start podcasts. Um, right. And then B, I have lots of weird questions, and the best way that I can think of to get them answered is to actually just open up my own RSS feed and start a podcast. So, anyway, which brings me to my I'll question. My, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I may not know, but I'll do my best to answer. So, when you guys do your, you're listening to WEKU, and and it's a, you know you go through your numbers and you go through about six different places because you've got retransmitters in. Barberville and, and different, I don't want to, I'm sure I'll get them wrong. But the last two you do, which I think is Middlesbrough and Pikeville, they're weird mm -hmm. transmitters that, and do you have to have like a weird radio to get those? What What are those last things when you guys are doing your numbers? So that's what we call the long ID is what you're talking about. And we do the long ID. It's required by FCC that we do an ID of mm -hmm. our station every hour mm -hmm. and we do the what we call the long id that has the translators and th that's where we give the numbers and then the then the town right and the translators what they do is okay so if you when you hear the shorter id when you hear 88.9 wbku that's a transmitter which is a bigger sure machine that is setting in uh at Clay's Ferry. Right. That's your actual Ferry. FM transmitter up on the tower. That's it. And then we have other transmitters, Corbin, Hazard, and Pikeville. And then all the little ones are the translators. So they pick up the transmitter signal and they bring them into those smaller areas that our transmitters can't necessarily get to because of the mountains, the the valleys, the haulers, all of those. Sure. We have those translators set up in those kind of more remote areas that are harder to get a signal into. So, so like the pick up the transmitters. So they say so they just trans like the the Pikeville one does it just pass on hazard signal or what is it or is it, where do you like what what frequency is that? What frequency is it translating? Um I believe I believe that's how that works. And this is something that I should actually know more about and haven't had more time to study and learn it. But I believe that it, that's what it does is the one that's like the one in Barberville uh, picks up hazard. The one in uh, Middlesbrough picks up hazard, you know, so it's and just repeats area. it on and helps it get mm -hmm. to those neighborhoods. 
Exactly. As someone who was was born up in a holler, well, grew up up in a holler up in Pike County, way over in eastern Kentucky, we appreciate right. the effort. I'm, I'm on behalf of those people. <laughs> I just want to say we appreciate the effort. Thank you. And you know, and you know how difficult it is to pick up radio signals from if you're in that, because that's far the farthest east you can go in Kentucky. Oh yeah, my holler literally emptied out in Virginia. <laughs> right, and then and then you know that. Picking up a signal from Lexington is just next to impossible. Oh no, right? we, so, we always <laughs> listen to a lot of Virginia stations. Oh yeah, growing up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bluefield was where we got Bluefield. our radio from a lot. Oh yeah, and then it, because you got to get to the wherever the nearest signal is, and so that's that's the reason why they set up those translators so that you know we could get more into those areas. So I, I with uh, with a new news director coming on there in Richmond. Sounds like there's uh, maybe we can expect some uh, some new stuff, some original stuff coming in the offing from uh, from from WKU. Absolutely. So there will be more local stories, more focus uh, into Eastern Kentucky, and um, getting into more detailed things. You know, looking into the lives of people. Like, you know, how are people being affected by the pandemic? How um, how far has the you know the racial inequity seeped into Kentucky and what's going on? You know all the matters and the concerns of what all is going on in the world. Taking that broader perspective, it all affects us in one way or another. Each of us, everything is being everyone is affected by everything that is going on right now, and so getting a closer look into all of those situations. And, you know, the most important part is, is about serving this area. And especially since we're from, we're natives of this area. Mm-hmm. And so we know that the, vo- our voice has not always been portrayed correctly. Mm-hmm. And we've not always had to be, we've not been able to share our story. And so that's one of the things that we want to do, you know, at WBKU. And if you've listened to like Tom Tom uh, Tom Martin's Eastern Standard, program, oh yes, you know he was he has done worked volumes at bringing that voice, the real voice of you know of Eastern Kentucky forward, and so and that's one of the things what we want to do with this news because, you know, like Louisville and Lexington, more central Northern Kentucky, and mm-hmm. then we've got we've got Western Kentucky Public Radio, but. WBKU serves the whole South Central portion. Yeah, you serve a third of the state. Right, right. I mean, if you it's... look on our website and you see where where our signal coverage goes to, you'll see you'll see that, how much it is. I mean, it's it's you guys and whatever little bit more head state's public radio station does, and that. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it for public radio and in the mountains, so. Can you hold on just a moment because my 14-year-old's making a lot of noise upstairs and I'm afraid that it is coming through. So I don't think I, we're hearing it, but you you go ahead and take care of it. Let me let me let him know. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a triforce. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine. I just noticed that you united the Triforce behind you there. Oh, yeah. I painted this. Um, I'll tell you something funny about this Triforce is that uh, uh, I guess 
five or six years ago, and I had started getting back into art and painting and stuff like that. My mom had found these three triangular canvases at a yard sale. Now, she said she handed them to me. She brought them home. There's a beeping car outside. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear that? Somebody's car alarm's going off. Can y'all hear it? We, a that, bit. we did, but remember, we're podcasts. You know, we're not NPR, so it's okay. <laughs> You're the other. Uh, on NPR last week, there was a, they ended their segment and there was a dog barking. It's like, this is NPR. Roof, roof, roof. And it was like, <laughs> but um, so my mom got me these uh, triangular uh, canvases and they were painted like peach and like a teal color and they had some gold speckling in it and it was the most 80s thing you've ever seen. All you needed is, a, then, is, a, is a strip of neon that kind of curves. It, it reminded you of like any back room you had been in that had like some sort of shell design, you know, that you know how the shells were really big in the 80s. And I looked at them and I'm like, why would you give me these? And she says, I don't know, I figured you could do something with them. And the guy that I was seeing at the time, he was looking at them. I said, can you believe my mom bought me these? And he just arranged them in the Triforce. And I'm like, oh, you're brilliant. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> they were just, you know, sitting there. And you don't really think of three, tri especially because I was lost in like my grandmother's shell bathroom when I mm -hmm. looked at them. <laughs> or, the, or the restaurant they hung out with and hang out at it, Saved by the Bell. That would hang those in a <laughs> weird non-Triforce configuration, add some strappy neon, and you'd be right there. With your yes. giant Zach Morris phone. So. <laughs> yes. Well, that was a fun detour. We hope to. Uh, so uh, now I kind of want to talk about all your nerd cred since you have the Triforce on. The, <laughs> and I really I was kind of flipping a coin. I'm like, so I'm just going to call it the Triforce and see if she goes the what? Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love Legend of Zelda. So. And I've, I've played a lot of video games. If you want to talk about that, we can definitely go there because... She's probably um, more of a gamer than I am. You talk to her about that. Well, at some point, we, I want to talk about. I'm going to talk to the creator of Lexington Comic and Toy Convention. So maybe I'll maybe we'll call you back for a little little uh, little side sound on that. I would love to, love to. So thanks, Wendy. And. Uh, so, Wendy, um, I, I did want to take just a second. I want to get your social info. You want to let people know where they can find you on social media so they can follow you. Because I find you, you uh, during the blizzards a couple weeks ago, you were a fascinating follow. You actually got some police escort to come pick, take you to the studio, right? I did. During the, during the ice storm when there was uh, snow and then ice and then more snow on top of it. And I knew that I couldn't drive in that. And so uh, I got the EKU police. I called them up that morning and asked them to come in, you know, basically escort me to the station to get me there. And we got there safely. And it was, was really wonderful because they were really nice. And what was funny was is that uh, probably last year or the year before the last big snow that there was, the same police officer had taken me to work. <laughs> when he arrived, he said, they told me where you lived, but I said, no, she lives over here on this other street. And I said, how do you remember that? So, you know. <laughs> was he right or had you moved? Yeah, I had moved. Yeah. Oh, moved there we go. That time, and he remembered, and he said, how'd you remember? He says, 
you know, he's like, well, you're the only person I pick up early in the morning to take to him. <laughs> 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 But um, being, being an essential worker, you have to get there. And so <laughs> as someone who benefits from you, who my, my Google Home often has your your dulcet tones early in the morning for me, I'm glad they were willing to do that. And uh, it's funny. I know that because my uh, Facebook, I, I guess I've made enough Kentucky newsworthy or musical people that we had a few friends in common and Facebook. The algorithm just spat it out that we should be friends earlier this year. So. I'm glad that uh, we, we've connected, and now uh, our listeners are looking to maybe follow you. Uh, are you available on the social medias? I am. I'm on Facebook, go to Wendy Barnett and uh, just look that up, and you'll find currently my profile picture is, it looks like a, a girl in an astronaut helmet, kind of from the video game Fallout 76, if you play that or any of the Fallout games. Uh, the Nuka-Cola girl is what they call her. Indeed. So, so um, that is, uh, that's my profile picture. I kind of keep things low key because, you know, radio, you don't need to see my face. Famously <laughs> a visual medium. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, add me on there and I'll add you back. And Are, are you on Instagram or Twitter or any of those where the kids are? Um, I am. I was on Instagram and Twitter. I haven't been as active because I've been so busy lately. But, so just um, focusing on the Facebook. Yeah, just post, focusing on Facebook for now. But if I do get uh, real back into Instagram or Twitter, I'll post all that stuff on my Facebook too so that people <laughs> can find that information there. All right. Well, Wendy Barnett is the production coordinator for WEKU. Do I have that title right? That is correct. All right. Well, we've had a lot of fun learning about public broadcasting here in the state and learning a little bit about your life. Thanks so much for joining us here on Bluegrass Homefront. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank have a you, great day. All right. Thanks so much, Wendy. That was great. Thank you so much. And if you need anything else, just let me know. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Now, Victor, are you the one that has a, a ball game to go to this afternoon for your child? Yes. And he's feeling a little weird about it, but uh, we're going to try to get him there. It's like the, uh, it's not a tryout. It's like an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, he, he, he likes to get out there and play, but for somebody to, to evaluate him with the pad of paper, he's like, oh, I don't know about all that. So <laughs> we, we'll, we'll see what he wants to do when I get home. My son's soccer team, their their games start up at the end of, of March, and so he's been jonesing to get back into playing. Oh, I know. that. Go. Yeah, that's, that's the way he is. He's ready to get out there and play in the field, though. That's, that's what he's all about. He's like, I don't really want to try out. Let's go play, you know. So <laughs> yeah. we're ready for that. Let's yep. do it. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, so that, that'll be good. That'll be good. I know that these kids have had a really hard time missing out on their social interactions. Man, so. this – I'm I'm ready. I know my son's ready to go, but he's ten and he is dying to go back to school. I mean, he's oh, yeah. he's ready to run out the door. He's like, so how am I getting? How am I getting to school on Monday? Because they're going to let him start back. Um, is it pink Monday? Win, I think Wednesday. My son's out of school, so yeah, I think I, I got to avoid all this. I think Wednesday they're going to let him go, like starting out two or three days a week or something like that. So he's excited. Good, good. How old is your son? My son turns twenty this year. So he's nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got two. I've got the 14-year-old and I've got a 25-year-old. So, yeah. You have so a 25-year-old. Wow. You <laughs> certainly don't look old enough to have a kid that old. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, there's that that 10-year difference. It was like starting all over again with, with I the bet. younger one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> Wow, <laughs> a teenager in diapers. That that Yeah, yeah. That was a mess. <laughs> I feel for you from 15 years ago. I mean, <laughs> 
All right. Well, but yeah, I would definitely. I will keep you. I apologize for. No, you're there. good. No, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk some more later. And when you get your news director, if somebody, we'd love to have somebody come up and kind of talk us through the legislative session once the once the show is over, uh, and kind of talk us through what happened. But uh, anyway, thanks so much for coming and spending some time with us, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. You all have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, I'll you too. Appreciate yep. it. Bye bye. All right. Bye.